I'll be sharing today is pressing towards the goal. It's quite interesting because when I spoke to Reverend Scott and he said to me, what's your scripture, um, key scripture? And I gave him uh, um, Philippians 3, 12 to 15. He said, hey, but that's the same thing Reverend Chris Cartwright spoke last week. And I went back and I said, no, I'm not changing it because I believe God is saying the same thing. You know, it's quite interesting because at the beginning of Philippians 3, Paul actually says that to say this to you is not tedious for me, but for you it is safe. <laughs> so I believe that when God keeps hammering on something, he needs my attention. I don't know about you. You guys are wonderful people, but I know he needs my attention. Do you think he needs your attention? Amen. So we're in the same boat. Hallelujah. Amen. So... Philippians 3, 12 to 15, I'll read, says, Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching towards those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal. Hallelujah. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. People of God, I believe that there is an upward call. For every believer. Amen. Let me just quickly say something to you. If you ever thought that you were not part of that call, you've missed it. Do you know why I know that? Because Jesus says in John 17, as he was praying for his disciples that the same glory that he shared with the Father, that you share it also. Then he comes to the point where he says, do not take them out of this world but protect them. But he did not stop there. He then went first one step further. He says, I've not prayed only for these ones, but I've prayed also for those who will believe them when they preach this message. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's you. Do you believe it? Yes. And so today I want to say to you that to press Towards, you need to ask yourself this question, what am I pressing towards? You need to ask yourself, what's the upward call? Because I believe there is an upward call for every believer. There is a call that is higher than where you are right now. There is a call that is higher than the houses you have. There is a call that is higher than the cars. There is a call that's higher than the children. There is a call that is higher than the success that we have achieved. Praise the Lord. There was a time when I wanted to be like most preachers. I wanted to preach like them, you know, do all those. And then 2020, I said, Lord, I want to be me. Is there anyone that wants to be you? <laughs> I want to be me. I don't want to be like anyone because I'm special. Are you not special? So if you know you're special, you need to be who God has called you to. And in being who God has called you to, you have to press. You have to press. Stop getting second-hand messages. Stop getting third-hand messages. Stop getting filtered words. It's time to press. 
Let me just give you a picture of pressing. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. If you can just picture that woman. Jesus is down the road, and there are many people. And this woman says, I must touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Do you know what she did? She pressed. She pushed. She kicked people out of the way and said, I must get there. I must get there. And pressing towards the upward goal is pushing people out of the way. He's pushing your situation out of the way. He's pushing the circumstances that has held you bound. He's pushing against your disappointment. He's pushing against your pain. He's pushing against your failure. He's pushing against your success. Jesus! I want to touch you. I want to touch you. You need to ask yourself this question. Have I grown as a Christian? Have I matured as a Christian in the past few years? Am I still living on old messages? Am I filled with so much information but not Jesus? Am I filled with so much knowledge of the scripture but I haven't encountered Jesus. Because what you have not encountered, what you have not experienced, you cannot give it. A lot of people want to give what they have not received. You have to encounter Jesus. And I hope today someone will encounter him. I hope by the time I finish today, someone will encounter him. Because you know what? Jesus is still calling. He's still calling. He's still saying, is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Come, for from within me shall flow. From you shall flow what? Rivers of living water. But you must have to press. You must have to press through your pain. You must have to press through your disappointment. You must have to press through your achievement. You must have to press through the persecution. What Paul was saying, I've gained so much. I've learned so much. But there's still something missing. What is missing? I'm missing Jesus. I'm missing being like Jesus. He wasn't saying that I want to just speak Jesus. He wasn't saying I just want to sing Jesus. He was saying I want to encounter him. I want to encounter him so that I can experience what he has encountered me for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> to press means to push. You're pushing through. You're pushing everything out of your way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. I have a goal. I have a goal. Do you know those who swim? Swimmers. I, for, for your information, I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've just turned OAP. So I've gone to the community center around me. I said, do you allow old people to swim? Can you teach an old man how to swim? And they said, yes, come, we will try. <laughs> pushing is you swimming, pushing the water out of your way so that you can. Do, those of you who are swimmers, do you allow the water to stop you from getting to the end? You push. You push the water. And Paul is saying, I press on. So today I want someone to press. 
I want someone to push things out of their way. I want someone to push out of their way everything you have known, everything you have gained. You're saying, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to be like you. Amen. In 1994, I cried out to the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm tired of everything I see around me. I'm tired of what I see, the state of the nation. I desperately wanted to see the Lord move in our nation. I desperately wanted to see revival. I don't know about you, but every Friday, I get people in our church together. Sometimes it's only me, sometimes two of us, sometimes three. And my cry is, Lord, we want to see you. We want to see you. I'm tired of seeing our children go to university and lose their faith. I'm tired of seeing men of God fall from grace. I'm tired of going to services and not seeing the fire and just seeing us dance and jump and get excited. There's nothing wrong with getting excited, but if you're going to get excited, get excited with Jesus. Amen. If you're going to dance, dance Jesus. Am I making sense, people of God? We need to be able, our children are going back to school. They need to step into school for people to say, I see Christ in you. And you know why they can see Christ in them? Because at home, you're doing it. At home, you're teaching them. Don't wait for Pastor Andrew and the, and the teachers to do it. It's got to start with you. And I'll show you the scripture in Bible. In Deuteronomy 6, 4, 5, and 6, it says this is what you do. Hallelujah. God said to me, when I prayed, he said, son, to see my revival, to see glory, there are three things that is essential in your life. Number one, you must be disciplined. Number two, you have to be consistent. Number three, it is a life of sacrifice. And some of you might say, sacrifice? Didn't Jesus say, if you want to be my disciple, do what? Deny yourself. And I, and I was saying to myself, sometimes the one thing I struggle to deny is when Liverpool is playing. <laughs> oh, we're the best club, I can tell you that, in the world. Football, Liverpool Football Club, we're the best. No, no, forget about you. <laughs> and sometimes I'm sitting there, and it's like, Roland, I want to meet with you. Let me just say this to you. The more you draw closer to God, the more you realize that sometimes he wants to have time with you. I want you to know that. And I can take you back to those 1994. I'll be coming back from work, and I'll just hear in my spirit, son, we need to have fellowship. And I'll get home, send everyone out, and just lock myself up in the room and spend time with him. And that's when he said to me, those three things are essential in your life as a believer. To be disciplined, to be consistent, to live a life of sacrifice. When we look at our world today, our Christian world today, those three things are missing. We become so indisciplined. We become so inconsistent. And when it comes to sacrifice, it's nowhere. Because you know what? It's always about me, mine and I. Amen? When we listen to the worship songs, the supposed praise and worship songs, they're filled with 
me, benefits for me. Let me just stop for a... Some of you might not like me here. But when we say praise, we want to praise God. Why should me come into praising God? Now ask yourself, if I'm going to praise Pastor Scott during the time of praise and worship, and I say, oh, Pastor Scott, you're great. You're amazing. You're the most intelligent person. And I'm saying all those things about him. What am I doing? I'm praising him. Because it's praise and worship. Are you getting me? But if I step into this place and I'm meant to praise him and I begin to talk about myself, about the benefits I want from him, about the benefits I've got from him, tell me how that is praise. And so God is saying we need to be disciplined. And how do you find those words that actually allow you to know what is in God's heart? So God was saying to me, go back to my words. Begin to read the word. Begin to read the word. And so I've come to realize over the years that as Christians, if we want to grow spiritually, deepen our walk with God and mature, we have to be disciplined. We have to be consistent. And we have to live a life of sacrifice. Amen. I ask myself sometimes, where is the fire in the church? I grew up in the church where I saw people. The presence of God will hit a meeting. Everyone will be on the floor, nobody touching them. I grew up to see people coming out of church and their life is changed. Their life is transformed. I grew up to see people who were pressing, asking for more of God. They were saying, God, we want more of you. The the Welsh revival came out of people crying to God and saying, God, we want more of you. We are tired of what we see. It is time for the church to rise up. It's time for Christians to rise up and be disciplined and consistent and a life of sacrifice in their prayers, in their cry to God, saying, God, we want more of you. God, we're tired of the the cheap religion, of the cheap faith we see. Scriptures are filtered. And we don't even realize it. I know why we don't realize it. Because we're not there. We're not in the Word. We're not spending hours in the Word. We're not spending time seeking God's face. We're not spending time saying, God, I'm hungry for you. When was the last time you fell on your face and you cried and said, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? My children have gone astray. My home is on fire. Where are you? When was the last time? Church, it's time for us to serve the true God because God is powerful. God is is amazing. He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and will always be for the next 1,000 years. 2,000, 3,000, because his word says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Nothing can change that. He says to the children of Israel in the book of Malachi, he says, I'm the Lord your God. I do not change. It's time for the church to go back to the Word. Pressing towards a goal is more than coming to church on a Sunday. It's more than going to a prayer meeting. It's more than attending your cell. It's more of what you do after you've attended your cell. 
after you've been to a church service. Oh, I hope I'm challenging someone today. Listen, I'm challenging myself. It's when you leave this place, what you've heard, you take hold of it and you do something with it. Amen. You leave this place and you say, Lord, look in my heart. Search me and see if there is any anxious things in there. When there is no food on your table, I serve a God who supplies all our needs. When there is sickness in the house, I serve a God who heals. But how do you know that he's a healer when you're not reading this? When you're not reading the word? How do you know he's a healer when all you're doing, you're hearing me talk about it? It does not profit you if you do not go into the word and say, Lord, this is what your word says. And I'm hungry for it. Amen. How many of you want to get to Jesus? How many of you want to know Jesus? Because the upward call is not about you being beautiful. The upward call is not about you being able to speak with eloquence. Listen, I probably one of the worst preachers you can come across because sometimes I'm all over the place. <laughs> My wife is a teacher. Me? I'm just... <laughs> but it doesn't make any difference to me that I'm that way because that's the way I'm wired. I don't want to be like anyone. Don't be like anyone. Don't try to be like anyone. Let your life be, I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I'm pushing past my, my circumstances. I'm pushing past the sickness. I'm pushing past the pain. I'm pushing past. Lord Jesus, I want you. I need you. It's all about Jesus. It's not about man. So the upward goal is for us to be like Jesus. Let me show you in Scripture before you say to me, oh, it's not true. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all, not just one person, till we all come to the unity of the faith so he's talking about harmony because that's where he commands his blessing. Amen? And of knowledge of the Son, which means we need to come to a place where we know him, not just hear about him, not just read about him, but experience him. How many of you want to experience him today? How many of you are saying, Lord Jesus, I've heard about you, but I want more of you. Lord Jesus, I've spoken about you is on my lips, but I want to really feel, experience you in my life. He says, knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He's saying till we all come to be like Christ. Till we all come to be like the Son of God. We speak like him. We walk like him. When people see us, they say, I see Jesus in you. When was the last time someone said to you, I see Jesus in you? Or are you one of those ones that you leave the church? Hey, listen, I've done it before. I've finished preaching in church, and I'm in this petrol station. I want to park, and someone drives in and takes my place. And the Jesus in me ran away. 
And I was like, what do you think you're doing? And my children who were in the back, oh, they watched over me. They went, what will Jesus do? What will Jesus do? I've been in church and I've stepped out. And so what I'm saying to you is that it's not what you hear in church. What you hear in church is to challenge you to go seek him more. What you hear in church is, is supposed to be you digging, digging, and then looking for it. And then you get to him, you say, I'm not going to stop looking. You keep digging, you keep digging, you keep digging, that's pressing. That's pressing towards the upward goal. He says, so that we all might come to a stature. We all might come to be like him. We all might come to look like him. Oh, hallelujah. I remember when I became a Christian. Oh, my mom, after a while, my mom said to me, son, I see something in you. You're changed. You don't get angry as you used to before. <laughs> You're not as rude as you used to be before. Something has changed. And what you have, I want it. What you want, uh, what you have, I want it. Is there anybody in the house today? And Jesus is saying, I want you. I want you to be like me. And you're saying, Jesus, I want to be like you. 14 says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. The upward goal is to be like him. The upward goal is to know him. Hallelujah. Paul says that I may know him. He says, I forget everything I've achieved. I forget my success. I look at them and I see them as dung because I want to know him. Because I want to know him. I don't just want to hear about him. I don't just want to hear people talk about him. But I want to know him. And not only know him, he has called me to do something. And what he has called me to do, I want to do it. I don't want to do what other people are saying to me. He has called you to do. I want to do what Jesus has called me to do. And you do not know it until you press into his word. You do not know it until you spend time at the table and you say, Lord, I want to feed. I want to feed. What do you feed on? Love Island? You see, many of you will, after you finish watching Love Island, the Lord says it's time to pray. You go, oh, I'm going to work early tomorrow, so I'll go to bed. So you know what? No discipline. Amen? You've gone to bed. And then the next day, God says, oh, can we have a fellowship? Oh, I was meant to be at work, my bus. And then you run, you get on the bus. And then we wonder why we don't have or we don't, and people say, I don't hear him. He doesn't repeat himself. He tells you, it's left to you. Amen? And guess what again? He tells us to do something. I, I, I always, it bothers me sometimes when I see people say, uh -uh, they are in the prophetic, and they say, oh, God said, God said today, God said tomorrow, God said the next day. God, but what has he said to you? What he said to you, have you done it? Because if you've not done what he's told you, he's not going to repeat himself. Are you getting me? Listen, I'm still struggling to be disciplined, consistent, and live a life of sacrifice. So I'm constantly going to him, Lord, help me. 
I can't do it on my own strength. Neither can you. But we can always run back to him and say, Lord, I've started, but I've messed it up. Please help me. Some of you, you want to read the word. The word of God, Jesus, when he was tempted, said this. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. When you are faced with circumstance, what word do you use? But when you are in this word, you are spending time in the word. God is giving you words. He's opening himself to you. And you're not reading the word because you want to know scriptures. A lot of us have become experts in knowing scriptures. No, 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 no. He wants you to know him. The more you read this word, the more you're getting to know him. The more he's revealing himself to you. The more he's making you to know his nature. The more he's making you to know, this is the way I will react to this. Amen? So it's going back to the word. The discipline is in the discipline of the word. The discipline is in the discipline of prayer. The discipline is in the discipline of spending time to him. So as you push, as you press on, it's like, Lord, I want to know you more. Amen. Lord, I want to know you more. Let me quickly show you what Paul said about himself because he wanted to be disciplined. Look at 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one receives a prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run doors with uncertain, I run doors not with uncertainty, does I fight not with, with, uh, as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body. That's Paul that we all quote most of the time. He says, I discipline my body so that after I have finished preaching, I will not be a castaway. Amen. What's your discipline? Amen. What's your discipline? In Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.7, he says, But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For body exercise profits little. Like, let's stop there. How many of you go to the gym? Okay, I, 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 I want to go. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? For a man who played basketball for years and represented my state, I, 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 I don't exercise as I used to do. He says, bodily exercise profits little. So there's a profit. Hmm? So those who do exercise, they discipline themselves to go to the gym. They know what time, they know what they want to do, and they're consistent with it. Isn't that so? You remember God said, discipline, consistency, and what? Sacrifice. Do you know when you go to a gym, you pay for it? Is that no sacrifice? <laughs> you pay for it. But then Paul tells us, he says, yes, it's profitable, but godliness, godly things are more profitable. Amen. Amen. So there's nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong to, 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 there's nothing wrong to, to go to the gym. Okay? There's nothing wrong. But 
you need to, the same amount of time and more that you spend in your exercise, do the same in the Word of God. Do the same in getting to know Jesus. Do you know something? In godly exercise, you don't have to pay. Do you know why? Because Christ has already paid the price. Hallelujah. Christ has already paid the price. Amen. Do you know why I'm excited? Why I get excited about the things of God? It's what God has done in my life. I know where I was coming from. I know who I was. Just like Paul. But I am who I am, but by the grace of God. And that's why I want him more. That's why I cry out for him more. And I want to encourage you, church, today, that spending time in his word is spending time with him. Spending time in his word to know his heart is drawing closer to him. Amen? Because the word of God is a double-edged sword. The more you open it, the more it opens you up. He says it separates between bone and marrow. It separates between soul and spirit. So when you're reading the word of God, it shows you your fleshly attitude. Amen? And then he says, you know those fleshly attitude? They're the works of the flesh. Which means you're walking. But he says, the other one, the fruit of the spirit. It has nothing to do with you. Amen? It's a gift. Because you abide in him. Because you abide in him, in John 15, he says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. And he says, that's how you bear fruit. How many of you want to bear fruit today? How many of you here are saying, I am tired of just talking about Christianity. I want to live it. I want to love people just as Christ did. Amen. I want to be where Christ wants me to be. I want to hear clearly in my, in my spirit when God speaks to me. Because God does not speak to our minds. He speaks to our spirit. Amen. And sometimes people say they love God. And, and I get to a point where I don't even argue anymore because if people say, God said, what am I supposed to say? I'll just say, well, but Scripture says by their fruit, <laughs> you will know them. So I look at their fruit and I say, okay. <laughs> I don't know which God said it, <laughs> but okay. Amen. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandment. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let me show you a scripture. And I'll finish on this because I want us to pray. How many people want to pray? How many people want to say, God, I need you this afternoon. God, I want your fire. Because Jesus, in the book of Luke, he says, the disciples said, did our hearts not burn within us when he opened the scriptures to us? Hallelujah. And Je Jeremiah 20, Jeremiah said, I could not hold it back. His word was like fire burning in my bones. Amen. In Jeremiah 23, he says this. He says, the word of God, is it not like a hammer? Is it not like fire? So today you want to say, Lord, I want that fire in my life. Lord, I want that fire in my life. Let me show you this scripture and we'll end on this. Deuteronomy 6. He says, I'll take it from verse 5. He says, therefore, hear, O Israel. Um, hear, O Israel, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and with all your strength. And listen to what he says in verse 6. Then the verse 6 says, and. What does that mean? He says, four, the Lord your God is one. Five, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And, so he doesn't stop at five. He says, and, and parents, this is also for you. I will read this all through. And these words which I command you today shall be where? In your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and it shall be frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on doorposts of your house and on your gates. What is he saying? He's saying, if you love me, this is what you need to do. <laughs> so that when you look, you see my word. When you turn, you see my word. When you're walking, you see my word. That's the pressing. You're pressing diligently, disciplined, consistent. It's not two, it's not verse two, it's not um, two chapters and um, two verses of Psalms. The Lord said to me, We become lopsided. Lopsided. I know what it means. Today I'm a grace person. You have people who and grace. They don't believe in anything else. Another people, oh, forgiveness, forgiveness. Then you have another one, prophetic, prophetic. You have another set, it's just the Psalms, it's just the power, it's just this. Bible is saying in 2 Timothy 3, 16, it says all scripture, all scripture, hallelujah. Old Testament and New Testament are all scripture. Is God breathed. And it's profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof. So that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped for good works. You want to reach the upward goal? All scripture is profitable. Press in. Press in.